All right, what do you want to watch? Easy A? I already saw it. Uh, Spotlight. I already watched that too. Powder. I already saw that. You've watched everything. Nobody watches everything. Clayton Williams, Rick Matthews, what's up, dude? Not much, man. I am doing pretty good. How are you? I'm yeah, I'm doing, man. I am doing the best I can be doing. I suppose I just had to poo really bad for everyone, <laughs> <laughs> for all of our listeners. I had one of those like where I had everything plugged in and I was ready to uh, ready to hit record basically, and I was like, nope, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> I love those just like random shits that you're like everything like you've been prepared, you don't even feel it. Yeah. And then as soon as you sit down, you're like, Oh, this changed the game. This is Yeah, my thing is, man, I'm forty two years old. Like I'm a grown ass man. Like I am di- I have my movements down to a science. You know what I mean? Like I didn't expect a nine fifty PM on a fucking Thursday nine fifty PM BM, baby. I didn't expect it. <laughs> Dude, it been... actually happened to me the other day. I was leaving to go to work at like six o'clock in the morning. I had my hand on, on the door handle. And it was just like a bass drum. It's like boop. And I was like, oh man. I fucking hate like you know what else I hate? I hate like I'm like the other day I had one that just popped up. It was like two o'clock in the morning. And I was like, gotta shit. Like just work like because I'm pretty regular on it's just like get up at 7 30. Take my shit, shower, get go to work. Yeah. Normal. A two thirty in the morning shit, and it's like, and you know it's bad. It's just No, it's not be gonna be good. good. It's not gonna be a normal this normal poop. Like you know it's a storm. It is you're cold, you, have, you got the shakes, it's just a bad energy. Like it was like this is this is the devil. This is the devil's work coming out of me. I once woke up shitting on the toilet. <laughs> like, like I must have got there. Like it's not like I must have woke up and went to the bathroom on my own. But I really came to in mid like fucking like stomach ache, just liquid explosion. By the way, if we don't get laid based off this episode alone, like it's the world's right? upside down. Like this we're, is the one. We're honest men. <laughs> Girls are always like, I want a guy that's honest and open and is willing to express himself. Well, here it is, babies. We're lucky we're locked down with ladies. Exactly. Otherwise, man, swarming, swarming. <laughs> We'd be knee deep in gross girls that had weird fetishes. Want to hear about fat dude shitting? <laughs> uh, so I watched a movie the other day. I watched. Uh, I, I watched Little Things. Oh, the Little Things with uh, yeah Denzel Washington and uh, Romney Malkit or I, what's his name? Because there's a Freddie Romney- Mercury. Yeah, Freddie Mercury. Uh, Rami Malek or whatever. Yeah, Rami Malek. There's a dude named uh, Romney Malko. He was like the black dude on 40-Year-Old Virgin. So I always mix up their oh, names. Okay. Um, he was on Weeds. He was on the show Weeds. He was, he really was good on, on that he show. He also played uh, MC Hammer in the MC Hammer story. <laughs> Why is that not his only credit? <laughs> he had to go out and do more work. Like, <laughs> no, but uh, did, did you see the, the little things yet? 
I've not watched it. I've heard bad things about it. Man, here's I went off a here's what happened. A buddy of mine came in and he was just like, yo, this movie's good as fuck. You know, he was like pumping it up like big time. I was like, okay, like cool, dope. I'm gonna watch it. It's gonna be a mm-hmm. good time. And then another buddy was well, and then I waited to watch it because my wife Angela really wanted to watch it. She was like, right. I'll watch it with you. I'm like, okay, we'll wait. But then the day before, another friend of mine was like, eh. Mm. So I was like, so then my like excitement to watch it like dwindled a little bit, mm. and then I watched it and it was it was fine. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I wish I wouldn't have got that early pop to be yeah. excited, and I wish I wouldn't have gotten that like outside source of like, you know what I mean? Because it didn't get spoiled, but then my expectations got shot, and then I watched it and it was it was fine. It was cool. Like everyone did a really good job acting. Mm-hmm. I put it all in like I don't know. I feel like it was shot lazily or filmed not filmed lazily. It looked beautiful, but I feel like it's made lazily. Script... That's that's what I've heard. So I this apparently uh, this movie was uh, the guy who wrote. It, I forgot what other thing he wrote, but he made this movie in the '90s and he kept trying to get it made, but no one wanted to make it. And then I guess he won an Oscar recently. And... Okay. And then they were like, "Yeah, we'll take any movie that you made." And then it's still, it's still like an old '90s uh, police procedural. It's like not fixed up or anything. Yeah, it was too. It was too something, man. It was too. The only way, like when I was talking to my buddy, we talked. We said it was like a, like drinking a nice cold glass of Kool Aid that just didn't have enough sugar in it. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it was just yes. like so you're like, mm, what fucking purple source Rex? I can't wait. It's been years. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. cold and it's hot outside, and you're just like, yeah. And then it's like it's good. Like you know what I mean? It's way better than the movie we're about to talk about. Oh, <laughs> um, I'd hope so. It has three Oscar winners in it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's chock full. Oh, it's the guy that made the Blind Side and shit. He made the Highwaymen. He made Saving Mr. Banks. He made the Rookie. Oh, so he's made a lot of movies I enjoy. Yeah, to be honest with you, like he's written some cool movies, and also the Alamo. Um, yeah, he's got a. He's done some cool shit that I like, but it's just uh it's just it just didn't hit the way I wanted it to hit. I guess. Yeah, because I've been wanting a good like procedural. Like I love yeah. a good procedural, and seeing when I would see the trailer, I was like, oh, this looks interesting. But then, like, it's fine, that... it's fine. But don't go in super hyped. You know what I mean? It's just it's fine. Like, gotcha. Denzel's good, as always. Like, Denzel just hits on all the notes at all times. Like, it's Denzel. Right. You know? Like, um, Rami Malek's a little weird. I feel like he still had, like, weird, dude. I feel like he still had, like, Freddie Mercury prosthetics in his face, kind of. Like... Alright, full full disclosure. I think uh, Bohemian Rhapsody is a terrible movie. It's an absolute... I really liked it. I think it's so bad. Maybe cry so many times, it's stupid. Like, and... I really liked it. It's, it's yes, a, we finally don't agree on something. You fucking <laughs> asshole, this podcast is done. We'll like, never work in this town again. <laughs> I'm bitter. I don't even have juice, and I'm going to use whatever I don't have to ruin you. <laughs> to kill me over bohemian rap. I just, I don't, it's like, it's it's got all the worst biopic tropes. Like, and oh, I, yeah. And it, I hate that so much. Especially, like, the part when he has sex, and then all of a sudden he's like, I'm just going to happen to play Bohemian Rhapsody right now under this piano just perfectly without looking at the p- He's like, oh, it's just a little ditty I'm working on. And you're like, oh, fuck you. Stop this. Or they're like. Yeah, Walk the Line had shit like that, too. Yeah. And it's like, especially after uh, Walk Hard happens, <laughs> it happened, yeah. and then you still make a movie like like 
Walk Hard literally made fun of everything you did, and you still did it. And it's like you did it Man, like five years that any later. Better, to be honest with you, <laughs> you just nailed it. You know what's funny though? Uh, Jen and I just watched uh, a shitty biopic that is a biopic of a person who doesn't exist. Um, it's called The Identical, and if you have Tubi, please watch it because all the shit like it is like if someone tried to make Walk Hard, but like didn't know it was a comedy okay (laughs) like it's it's like a it's a it's like a what if elvis had a twin brother and they got separated and he becomes a uh famous elvis impersonator but like it's not elvis but it's basically elvis and the guy in the movie is an elvis impersonator in real life and gotcha but he just becomes famous for impersonating who is actually his brother and it is fucking crazy and seth yeah, Green's no, I in it. it i already hate it. oh really Ray, no i hate it more ray liotta plays a preacher and oh, a southern preacher and ray liotta seems to not know that uh yelling isn't the way you talk and he just yells the whole movie and that's how he does that's how he does it's, it's amazing so uh look it up if you want to watch uh real shit uh Fake no, I've, this podcast does it enough for me. I can't, <laughs> I can't add more to it. Um, speaking of which, let's start talking about Blood Runners. Um, well, everyone, in case you didn't watch it or you don't didn't listen to last week's or whatever, this week's movie is the 2017 film Blood Runners, um, starring Ice T and Michael McFadden, written by Adam. Danoff and Dan Lance, directed by Dan Lance, and it's set in 1930s Prohibition. A corrupt cop discovers that this popular speakeasy in town has been infiltrated by vampires. Yeah, that about sums it up. Um, he forgot to mention that um, this movie was a hunk of shit. When they wrote this bio, they forgot to say a 2017 <laughs> film that's a hunk of shit. <laughs> this movie is so bad i laughed so hard the entire time i don't like if you told me this movie was made in like 1994 i would believe you like if you had told me this dream i had when i had that this movie was a dream i had when i had covid i would believe you like this (laughs) just or it's the dream you had when you woke up shitting like it's just (laughs) yeah no like i woke up i'm like Ice T's a club runner. Like I just like. <laughs> Listen, I will believe. I would rather. It's easier for me to believe that the movie I'm going to watch later on tonight. I'm going to believe that that girl is that guy's mom a lot more <laughs> than I'm going to believe that Ice T is a 1933 jazz club runner. And the fact that they mention in this movie at least five different times that it's 1933, it's like, yeah, okay, we get it. It takes place in the 30s. Like, stop it. I so one of the things that I love about this movie is that you can tell that everything is rented. And so like for a vampire movie, they're very clean. Like they don't do any they like when they're wearing like their their actual suits that they had to rent from a costume shop that they had to take back cuz they don't have the money to own them. You know that they're just putting digital blood over everything. Like no one yeah. is like this is like up until the end when everyone else has like, all right, this is just a white t-shirt. You can do something to this. I don't give a fuck. But 
holy shit, this movie really keeps trying to tell you that it's from a time period, but then it keeps having like new 20s and <laughs> shit. There's that. Somebody should have told Ice-T, like whoever wrote this script, just wrote a script without doing any research on how people spoke in the 1930s. Like Ice-T is using the same slang that Detective Tutuola uses in... <laughs> In Law and Order, like it's called ham hocking, like it's that. That's how he talk. He has a. Well, see, I'm not allowed to do an impression of it. Like I'm trying so hard to never be that guy because I could. Man, when we're not recording, I will. (laughs) The perfect iced tea, like when he's just like no, because he's just like supposed to be like a 1930s club runner but who's posing as like a band leader and he just comes in he's like oh you never worked with a real ass motherfucker like me before you know and it's like wait nobody spoke like that back then like what? so that was like one of the first things i noticed is that everyone speaks so modernly and it's weird they're like oh shit what's going on it's like what are you talking about? Like, where's the like doop doop doop? Like, I don't understand why everyone like. I'm surprised someone didn't accidentally pull out a cell phone during this movie. Like, I think it was shot on a cell phone. It looks the special effects or just anything in this movie looks insane. No, the special effects in this movie, it's the same special when they say Special Olympics. Like, it's. <laughs> That's the special. It's that special. It's not like, oh, spe- no, it's like, aw, look at those special effects. <laughs> they did what they could. Like, <laughs> I- <laughs> there, there, we go. there is so much weird shit in this movie. Like, there is a moment in the movie, near the end of the movie, where just there's a square of brick stuck to the screen because you know <laughs> they, they had to cut out a piece to cover something else, but they didn't move it. So you just see this, and then it fills into place where it's supposed to be, but it's been blocking off a place. I'm like, holy, like, how bad is this? Like, oh, they're so, stu- so bad. Everyone is, they're trying to do slow motion fights, but instead of actually filming it in slow motion, they just have everyone moving and like they're walking slow and you can tell because then they do that like Zack Snyder sped up slow motion yeah and it's like you just fast forward someone doing like a jerky like I'm going in slow it looks fucking weird yeah I will uh, since we're talking about the slow motion in this movie I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about my what I liked about the movie now I'm just gonna get it out of the way yeah yeah it is You too? Yes. Dude. Oh my god. But <laughs> outstanding. I wrote it down and everything. I was I was like, well, slow motion titty was kind of cool. Dude, that was the best shot scene in the whole movie. Jen was like, well, at least the titty looked cool. Like <laughs> I was like, yes, thank you. That was That's so funny. That's the best moment in the entire movie. I as soon as you said that, I was like, yeah, it's it is the only mo- part of the movie that looks normal. Like, <laughs> all right. Since we're talking about the the nudity in this movie, um, I'm now going to take our attention to the uh, the IMDb parents guide to to, 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 to this film. Um, so everyone listening along, you need to check this out because I'm now about to read a review. 
Um, well, somebody put a review in this movie. The parents' guides, you know, if you're, should I watch this movie with a kid? I don't know. Well, if you were wondering if you should watch this movie with a child, I want you to read the following review. Um, in Brothel House, women's are sea and lingeries. A man and woman sex in bed. Woman topless nudity show. Few sexual languages. A man bare chest show one scene. <laughs> <laughs> it is in brother house women's rc in brother house seeing lingeries this i'm just gonna spend the rest of this podcast making fun they didn't they didn't put their name on this one as they shouldn't have because this person is from like eastern europe or like norway and he's just like in brother house women's rc's and lingeries it's like a man a their chest show one scene the way it's written, it's like a stereotypical Native American is doing a Yakov Smirnoff. <laughs> In Brothel House, women lingerie you. Bare chest show one scene. Like it's what, and they're 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 true. It is true. I want this guy to be a barker outside of my brothel house. Like, I want him to be like, bare chest women lingerie, huh? For want to know pleasure? <laughs> for Come sexual inside. <laughs> want sex for penis parts? You don't even know what that means, but you're like, yeah, I guess I do want sex for my penis parts. So, all right, all right we could talk all day about just that. But that so the brothel is very important to this movie, and can all right the beginning of this movie, I you if you told me that this was like like episode eight of a like a shitty like sci fi channel show or like one of those shows that used to come on like uh, the CW on a Sunday where they were just like like free whatever syndicated television shows like like. Uh, Pamela Anderson had a like a VIP yeah. type of show. It, I would believe like with you. the booth, like it's like a show. Like remember when like when Stars or Encore first started having their own shows? Like it was just yeah. like we're like, ooh, let's do Boardwalk Empire, but let's make it a little bit different. Yeah, with vampires. Like okay, cool. Here we go. Yeah, but this is episode seven. Yeah, it's st- we're in the middle of this story when it begins. Like already, well, like we don't even know if this cop is a cop. And he's like, he's like, I'm searching around, and he's already talking about the the score. And you got Ice T pretending to play the saxophone or the trumpet. Like, am I allowed to say that he was like shucking and jiving because he was indeed what? shucking and jiving? Like, if, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. If, if not, cancel Clayton because he let me. Like, it's, <laughs> him, really. like, it's it's the only 1930s thing he seemed to have heard. He's like, <laughs> but he only watched the jazz singer. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, there's not many movies where black people are in it. Oh, Al Jolson, this is. <laughs> I still learned all of his 1930s moves from Al Jolson. <laughs> it's so and <laughs> so he's pretending to be the band leader, and these cops who 
by the way, are racist and just scumbags. Like, these are, like, the worst cops, and they're the good guys in this movie. So it's being portrayed. I mean, they did try and make them the good guys at some point. And I'm like, no, 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 no. They said the N-word a bunch of times. <laughs> yes. They used color. I guess you were allowed to use colored people back then. I always forget that, like, that was okay for a chunk of time. So like at first I'm like, oh, who'd you hear what he said? And then I was like, oh, wait, no. And then he said the other one. And I was like, oh, okay, that's what they're not allowed to say. That yeah. holds that holds up. Right. It's like we watch them like they're drunks, they're racist, they beat up people, they're regular they cops. Bribes. Yeah, they're they accept bribes. they go to whorehouses, they and they're the good guys because there are vampires and like that's the like that's the funny logic about this movie where they're like, ah, what's more evil? Racist cops who just beat the shit out of people and are corrupt or vampires who are just taking care of the neighborhood. Like it is. Well, to be fair in from dust Hell dawn, we do root for George Clooney and his brother for a little while. And his brother like raped and murdered a woman in a hotel room. And you're like, yeah, okay. But it's really snappy dialogue. <laughs> See, like you root it, for those guys. So to be fair, like when you bring in vampires, you'll root for pretty much anybody. <laughs> I want a movie that that's like the KKK against vampires, but they're like vicious vampires that only eat babies, and we're really gonna make the audience choose. <laughs> just like like pedophile KKK members, and then the vampire, and you're just like, Ugh. that's the real Godzilla of King Kong. <laughs> The ultimate war. Who do you hate more? The most evil people in real life or vampires? Baby eating vampires. <laughs> See, I, so, so and at the, the very end of the movie, the KKK wins, you know what I mean? Because they're the good guys by the end of the movie. And at the very they, end, like, the grandmaster like looks in the camera, winks, and little fangs come down. And that's, <laughs> that's the end. He's the only one who won't touch the crosses because he'll catch on fire. Like, <laughs> that's why he set them on fire. He's like, yeah. no, I hate these things. And then people just pick it up. Are we writing a movie right now? We are. KKK versus was written? Like just Kevin Smith laughing on a podcast? Yeah, only I think we can make a better movie. Like totally make a better we can movie. Make a better movie than Tusk for sure. And I love Kevin yeah. Smith. Yeah. I'm I'm let's legit write the script. Rule one, no Haley Joe Osment. Yeah. His little dopey eyes. Oh, fuck. No Justin Long. No Justin Long at all, unless he's the first vampire to die. And it's not even, he doesn't even have lines. You don't even know it's Justin Long. You just killed Justin Long in the movie. Yeah. We just actually murdered Justin Long in the beginning of the movie. It starts out as a snuff film. Sorry. I don't even have anything against him. I don't know why I'm going off on Justin Long right now. I have a PC, though. But. <laughs> Oh, what's happened in this goddamn stupid movie? So, so they're all like, the cops are just pieces of shit, and shit. A vampire comes into the brothel, and then the, the titty scene happens. And I mean, he, he really gives that girl the business. He does. He's like going to town on her. Like it was like, all right, cool. This is like, and he and, and he he turns her into a vampire because it's obvious because he goes down on her. Then, I thought he was gonna bite her bits. I thought he was gonna feed on her from her, yeah. from her, her lady parts. That's what they imply. They like he bites her thigh, yeah, but he then her some moral artery. But yeah, or was he just like, or were they doing like a USA treatment where they were just like that counts? 
Yep. <laughs> it's like the head's down there, so you know what's going on. <laughs> it is. So he turns a prostitute into a vampire, and the cop shows up to the brothel because he his best gal is the madam of the house, and. What in the fuck, man? Can you hear my cat? <laughs> yeah. I really do. It sounds really cute. Hi. All right. Um, I'm leaving that in. I don't give a fuck. Yes, please do. Like, my cat is just talking about how much he loved the movie. Just of the movie. <laughs> Maybe the movie was only made for cats. I wouldn't be surprised. It's got a lot of stuff they like. It has lights. And I think strings at some point. It's got a lot of shit. The cats. It is like iced tea, and he has like a, a Sylvester and Tweety voice a lot of times. Okay. Suffering succotash. <laughs> like, I, I see that. Right on. Right on. Uh, I just this. They just show how bad the cops are, though, in this movie. That's the, yeah. the that's the weird thing about this movie. That just like every time they show the vampires, even though they're vampires, they don't kill anybody like we don't really see them kill a lot of people they're just like talking about how good blood is which unless you know the title of the movie like that's the worst part about this is that they're randomly just drinking blood at moments and you're like yeah they're not even bad vampires like they're not even they're not leaving people for dead like they're just turning people into vampires and their whole plan is to make like artisanal blood like that was the weirdest part about it, where they're just like, you know what? Blood is going to taste better if you take care of this. And sometimes this has, like, an almond flavor and this. Like, there's so many scenes of, like, Ice-T describing, like, the, the fine arts of blood. Like, it's a winery. And, and you're like, okay, cool. And they hired this dumb kid whose girlfriend is the daughter of the madam. And I'm like besides them being vampires they don't seem to be doing anything wrong like it's just <laughs> yeah and one part you remember you know when that girl started singing in the jazz club like the first time she was like singing everyone was like whoa yeah horrible like there was like oh she's so she's her skin's like porcelain it's like they couldn't even get a pale chick for this movie like she had a tan she i think that they it made me just- so mad I really, I felt like everyone just was just like a person they knew because nothing about the movie made sense for the time period. Like, I feel like I saw someone with a tramp stamp. Like, it's this kind of like half-assed thing where you spend too much money trying to get iced tea for whatever fucking reason. Like, I almost feel like this was like a vanity project where he's like, I'm never going to be in a period piece. So we're going to make this fucking movie, but it's got to have vampires because that's how it's going to get made. I, I was reading the trivia on this and like they had a whole production off for a month because they needed to get a time period right car. And I was like, what the fuck? <sighs> fucking care? Like th- they needed it to run. And I'm like, this fucking car is not even driving half of the time. Like you don't ever no, see it. They didn't need anything. She just got a rickshaw. There, it's so weird. And then. You're, you're like, I don't know why, especially since all the driving scenes are on green screen, and I swear to God, like, they're not even in that car. It's just like someone put, like, a green towel behind them and said, hold this steering wheel, for God's sakes, don't drop it, otherwise it's not going to look right. 
and then they just shot all their car scenes and it's it's i can't understand where the money went because the shit looks weird yeah i couldn't find anything about like budget on this movie i saw because i was looking up the budget and it said it was a hundred and forty thousand dollars oh okay that makes sense and it's like and it was one hundred and thirty nine thousand dollars for iced tea yeah, and it was $1,000 <laughs> just to get enough fentanyl for the rest of the cast. I, I, I love that the, the, the main cop, who is probably the worst of everybody next to, like, the captain, who is just... Also like, the worst of actors, kind of. He's so bad in the movie. Like, he has an accent sometimes. Also, and... didn't he co-write this movie? No, I th- I think uh, the guy who uh, his partner co-wrote the movie. Oh, the young kid. Yeah, the young guy who he went from being like, "Hey, I don't know if we should be doing this," to being the worst of them. Like he goes from like being kind of uncomfortable at. It was the bar. Michael McFadden? Whoever Michael McFadden was, no, it was the it was the main cop. Was it the main cop? Yeah, he co-wrote. It was Michael McFadden. Oh my god. He sucks. He sucks so it's much. It's his fault. It's partially his fault. He, like, I love that he thought, like, I'm going to write, like, a complex character. Like, he he was a war veteran, and also he has a drinking problem because he once saw a vampire eat a Nazi. And that's a subplot of the movie. One of the vampires turns out to be a, 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 a vampire who ate a Nazi that he shot. And... You you find out that he was in the war because they find a dead prostitute in the street or whatever in the woods. In the woods. They find her and her neck has been ripped, and they immediately think someone shot her because that's how good of cops they are. It, clearly, she's been like ripped up, and they're like, "Someone put a bullet in her." Like, no, no, they didn't. Like, she's been she's been eaten up by a fucking vampire or a wolf or some shit. And then he looks at her ripped up neck. And then has a flashback to when some fucking dope in his platoon. It's it's literally an um World War One and they're they're fighting and this stupid idiot gets shot in the head because He basically just poked his head out to wave at the Germans. <laughs> exactly. Like, like, hey. <laughs> He's like, what's going on, buddy? <laughs> if he said he was one week away from retirement and his wife is about to have a kid, he couldn't have made it more clear he was going to die. Like, that's how fucking bad he was. And he gets shot in the neck. And I'm like, okay. And then that part is not even important because the main story ends up being that he saw some dude who he later sees when he's shooting at this bootlegger who turns out to be one of the vampire guys. And then he fi- finds out that that was the same guy from back in World War One because that guy was eating Nazis. And it's like, again, these vampires sound great. Like, they're helping out communities. One's a black business owner in the 30s. He's eating Nazis. Like, you didn't say he was eating your, like, guys. Like, he wasn't eating American. Yeah. He was eating Nazis. And we're supposed to feel like, hey, I know you just beat up that black dude. For no fucking reason, just because he was a black guy, because he owned something in a building. And then you're supposed to be the hero at the end of this fucking movie? I couldn't. But the thing is, like, I hated everybody. Like, I would have rather watched more on the vampire guy. Like, they barely, they didn't show him nearly as much. 
Right. They don't show, like, this movie is in the middle of something, but they're not telling you anything about it. Like, no. you don't know. Like, I don't, like, what are the guys that wrote this movie? I'm going through, like, this Michael McFadden dickhead. Mm-hmm. He's the star of this movie, which he co-wrote, which makes sense because he put himself in it. But, like, this guy, like, even his, like, like you know, he's got a bunch of credits where he's, like, thug or gangster. Like, you know, Officer SWAT Officer 3. Right. That's all on shitty stuff. He's not even on, like, cool shows where he gets to, like, he's learned. The only <laughs> things he's learned about movies have been from shitty things. Right. So then he helped write a movie. I don't like he, I'm getting negative. This fucking podcast is making me a jerk. I, I, dude, I feel like that sometimes. But then you just, you see some like this movie. I think is so fucking funny. But when you think about all the shit that happens in this movie, you're like, man, like, wait, wait, time out. I'm supposed to be like, I can't understand how the guy who has like, he's just fucking beating up people and then hanging out and stealing money from prostitutes and his daughter is his secret daughter with the madam and he beats up her boyfriend and then the boyfriend is trying to escape so he tries to rob the vampires and (sighs) I think he wrote his own bio on IMDB I would 100% believe that since he because it says Michael has co-starred on Gotham and The Tick okay (laughs) and by hold on like one that's okay, woohoo for you, but also his character name on the tick was Thug Number Three, co-starred. His character name on Gotham was Gangster, but he co-starred. Co-starred. He didn't. Even, he's not even. That's like gangster. when comics like get a guest spot for like David Tell, and then they start like using that as like their open. You know what I mean? They'll be like, yeah. oh, you know, open like, for I was, David. I was an opener for David Tell. You know, <laughs> I, I I like I met uh, <laughs> Gary. Oh, like when guys, oh, like when dudes will like get their pictures taken with like at the show and be like, "Look at me hanging out with." <laughs> like we're setting up plans. You know what this yeah. is? <laughs> we're gonna write something together. Like there's me and Michael Che doing what we do. It's like <laughs> no, Michael Che wasn't even on the show. He was just there to watch Hannibal Buress. You know. <laughs> He's not even near you. He's just like eating, and you're like, "Uh oh, yeah. what are we about to get into?" Like that kind of sh- like that's how his eating in- chicken. That's what this. That's what Michael McFadden did with his career. I'm attacking everybody in this movie person by person. I and with with Ice T, he's been an actor now for the last fucking thirty plus years. He's more an actor than he's ever been a rapper or a, a metal guy or whatever the fuck other music things he has involved with. He has been more an actor than that. And he is terrible in this movie. Like, I don't even think he knows, like, how words are supposed to be said together. Like, he seems confused every time he says something in this fucking movie. Like, yeah. I'm gonna have to give you a clip so you can put it into this because I want everyone to hear. Like, yeah, his, do it. His last lines of the movie, he's like, "Virgin." You have a very bright future here. From your smell, I can tell you're a virgin, and that's the sweetest blood of all. Virgin's blood, it's so delicious, and it's like, <laughs> how many takes did it take for you to get that from? Because <laughs> it just zero. They just. <laughs> 
pulled that audio from just his like from his dressing room. <laughs> He's just talking to Coco, or it's a line from like Law and Order SVU, and they were just like, "Get it, fuck yeah, it." Yeah, they just <laughs> brought the Mister Microphone from Home Alone two and just held it up to the TV. It was like Virgin's Blood, Peter McAllister, the father. <laughs> Credit card, you got it. <laughs> That's how they did. Oh man, I'm, uh, what is- I'm 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 going to say this, and I think this should be a, uh, a now a segment since the best part of this movie was the titty. Is that uh, we grieve about the fact that a movie about a brothel has, besides that, no other nudity. Like, yeah, no, it was. It was really upsetting to me. Like, I was really hoping, like, based on that scathing review in the parent portion of the, uh, <laughs> of IMDb, like, I really thought, thought we were in for it. <laughs> yeah, it said it was, it has severe sex. And again, only woman topless nudity show. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> It's. I was expecting like bordello of blood type of situation. I was hoping. I was hoping too, but I'm always hoping for obscene amounts of boob. I guess we got to go back to Savage Beach. Yeah, <laughs> but this is. It's. It's like it's very tame for the type of movie it is. Like, and I think that's kind of weird because it's like okay, they curse sometimes, and you saw one titty, but like. The violence isn't nearly as crazy as you would expect because that's one thing that like a shitty horror movie tends to do is like they spend all their money on like the special effect or like the gore stuff because that's how they get people to watch them. But they they're yeah. like fuck it, we got iced tea. This is all you need. And that's all you need. We got we got the ice man. And everything is just digital blood. Like people get shot in this movie, and it's just like pictures of bullet holes, and it, it it's. It, it's so bad because they don't even match. It's like when you see like a a drawing of a bullet hole like on a toy or something. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, a bullet hole sticker on like a truck. Exactly. It, it, it's it's that's exactly what it looks like. They just someone took a picture of that and then cut out the truck part and then just kept sticking it on people. And the vampire logic doesn't make any sense because at one part a vampire can get shot and die, but then other times they get shot and they're like, stupid idiot, I'm a vampire. It's like, yeah. which is it? It's both. And then, <laughs> I, I, will be, I would be remiss if I didn't say that uh, Ice-T becomes a bunch of bats. <laughs> <laughs> In real life. <laughs> That's how ice has been this whole time. It's just a bunch of bats in a trench coat. Every time you see him, he's just a bunch of bats. And then a bunch of bats. Before together. That's all. That's all he'll ever be. I, I love it because he turns into a bunch of bats and then the bad guy whips the bats with a cross, like a crucifix necklace. And... And it kills like two of the hundreds of bats that make up Ice T, and Ice T gets out the window, and that's it. The movie's over. There's no resolution whatsoever. We don't know where Ice T goes. There's not even like a stinger, like it's a Marvel movie where it's like, I'll be well, back. I think we know where he goes. 
He goes to New York City, bides his time, and becomes a special victims unit detective. <laughs> And then he lives through New York City, and then eventually he becomes part dog and hangs out with Tank Girl. <laughs> Every single Ice T character is just a projection of him through time. Oh my god! Uh, all right, we're making the clan versus vampire movie, and then Ice T through time. Like everything he's ever done, he's gonna like New Jack City. He was also a vampire. Um, I'm sorry. That's uh, I thought you were a banshee. I thought you had a banshee in your house just now. I was like, "Fuck, Clayton's gonna get it." It's fucking Finn. Finn's definitely coming for me. I heard you were talking about me. <laughs> you learned the secret, huh? <laughs> now nah, you must die or turn into bats. <laughs> and then he just he goes into his cave, his coffin, which is just under Coco's boobs. <laughs> with all bats just go under there her cleavage clothes like <laughs> oh my god I want to hear I want to see that movie me too seriously I'm sorry I made fun of you Ice-T call off the dogs <laughs> is your house on fire no, I just live near a, like a fire station. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Oh. All right, man. I think I'm good talking about this movie. I am too. You got anything else you want to add? Um, uh, we said what we liked about it. Uh, Pros: slow motion titty bounce. Cons: the rest of the movie. Yeah. Um, That's if you, it. If you if you want to get drunk or high and watch it. Uh, it's it will make you laugh. It's it's a it's, only if you're with other people because I can say I watched it alone and the only thing I wanted to do was quit this podcast. <laughs> you definitely need to be with somebody. I could definitely see why yeah. this would be like a, a oh god type of moment. Yeah. So you good? I'm good. Let's uh, find out what we're gonna do next week. Well, first things first. Uh, Hey, Blood Runners, go fuck yourself. Yeah! I didn't forget about that little guy. That's what we're doing from now on. We're yelling at movies. Go fuck yourself, McFadden. Whatever the <laughs> fuck your name is. Fucking dickheads. Fucking <laughs> McFadden. Go eat four dicks, Ice tea. I mean, I still still fucking... Ice tea's still super cool. I'd love to hang out with him, but I'm going to give him a little shit about this movie. I'm going to have yeah, to. You- Totally. You play some Xbox and talk shit about the movies. Fuck you, Dan Lance. This is all your fault, Dan Lance. Yeah, seriously, fuck Dan Lance with his big dumb ears. So let us go to the bane of our existence, probably my number one nemesis in the world now, which is realgood.com with the the (laughs) movie roulette. And uh, let's see what is next on our agenda. Drum roll, please. We'll get that sound effect eventually, kids. Don't worry. But I don't think we should. We should not get the sound effect and just keep Steve saying we're going to do it. We should just, just record this. And that'll be, our, uh, that'll be our sound effect. Anyways, here's the movie. And here we go. This movie's called Showdown. It is a 1993 film um, starring some people 
that I've never heard of, but uh, actually, it's got Billy Blanks in it. But uh, oh. Ken, is just, Ken has just moved from Kansas with his mother. He talks to a girl named Julie, not knowing that her boyfriend Tom is very possessive of her. Tom is learning karate from Lee, a sensei whose brother was killed by a rookie cop named Billy. Billy has since become the janitor of the school that Ken and Tom go to, and Julie. When Ken gets beaten up by Tom for talking to Julie again, this is the tagline? Like, Billy helps Ken by teaching him how to defend himself, which eventually leads to a battle between student versus student, sensei versus sensei. Showdown featuring Billy Blanks and Ken Scott is streaming with subscription on Prime Video. I'm going to say this right now from that description. It sounds like someone fell asleep playing Street Fighter and Double Dragon and just said, fuck it, we make it a movie. That's exactly what happened. And they got Billy Blanks because why not a little... And this is pre-Tybo Billy Blanks. This is like last Boy Scout fucking shooting himself on the football field, Billy Blanks. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, directed by Robert Radler, starring Billy Blanks, Ken Scott, a very young Christine Taylor, so that'll be fun to be creepy about. Oh. Um, John Asher's in this movie. John Asher's cool, I think. He's one of those weird-looking guys from the 80s. Yeah, he was a... Uh... He's in the Double Dragon movie. Yes, he is. Holy oh, shit. Here we go. We got. We already got shit to talk about. We are in on this, baby. All right, man. Until next time, Clayton. Everyone else, you know how to get a hold of us. Everybody, what? what's the name of our podcast again? Nobody Watches Everything at Gmail. Send us emails and shit like that. Let us know what you're watching. Everybody, everybody loves boobs at gmail.org. Um, so, no, hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on Instagram, hit us up on Facebook, anywhere you can find us. Give us a call. Call me, 716-84. No, uh, <laughs> give, us some, give us some love, everybody. Um, yes, you guys please. have been great so far. But tell your friends, man. Find us and like us and share and like and comment and review and all that stuff. We need you to keep this baby going. But and we uh, need your suggestions because sometimes we just want to have a movie that isn't from the evil witch that is real. Good. Yeah, for God's sake. It's just... That's the one thing we have. We we've gotten like little comments and little like advice pieces and stuff like that. Like somebody suggest a fucking movie to us for God's sake. Yes, please. We'll watch it. We don't care. We don't. We're not that. We're not. We don't owe real good anything. Okay. Like if you guys say, hey, why don't you watch blah 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 blah? It's on this. We'll be like, all right, fuck it, let's watch it. Yeah. And then, like I said before, if it's good, we'll have you on. We'll talk about it, and we'll thank you for having us watch it. If it's bad. We'll have you on, but we're just going to leave you in the fucking Zoom, and we're just going to talk shit about you. See, no, really. people pay good money for Patreons to do that, and we're saying we're going to do it for free. For free, <laughs> baby, until we get big enough to have a Patreon. So Exactly. <clears throat> All right, so that's it, and thank you so much. And anything else, Clayton? Uh, we love you. We love you. So until next time, you pieces of shit, stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm talking shit. Love us.